Welcome to episode number 20 of the Gulag. So in the recording of this episode, I think I said this is episode 21, because your boy is a dumbass sometimes. This is episode number 20, for sure. Thanks guys for listening. In this episode, we talk about some gay shit. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you learn something. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back, everybody, to the Gulag. So, before we get started here, we're making a few changes. So, Peyton is actually making his own channel. Um, he's been doing a lot of more daily news, shorter, you know, 10, 15-minute clips. Um, he's making his new channel. He's making his, his, his own page. It's called The Gadsden Brigade. Go follow that. I don't know if he has his YouTube page up yet from the time of me recording this. Uh, he does have a Facebook page called The Gadsden Brigade. Go follow that. Um, he'll be doing similar stuff that he was doing just on his own page. The reason we change that, it's not because I don't like what he's doing. It's because uh, what I want to be doing is a little bit different than what he's doing, a little bit different style, a little, little bit different format. Um, I want to be doing more long-form podcasting, things like that, going through some daily news stuff, but mainly focusing on the stuff behind the the, the daily news, focusing on the ideas, the worldviews, focusing on human nature, focusing on all these things that are are defining what's happening in the events. So talking about the ideas more than the events. Um, and we just wanted to keep it to not confuse everybody. Uh, we wanted to keep it separate where he's got, he's got his page. We're still going to be doing the, ep- the, the weekly combined episodes together, but it's going to be more of a collaboration than on from the same page, if that makes sense. So we'll be doing that. Just to keep you guys updated, he'll be doing all the same stuff, but just on his own page. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys, for joining. Uh, what man, I'm tired today, guys. I don't know about you. It's been a long week. I'm going to Arizona in like oh tomorrow, actually. I'm going to Arizona tomorrow. So I'm flying into Las Vegas. We're going to the Grand Canyon. Then we're going up to Zion National Park. It's going to be fucking lit. Everybody should go there this summer. I bet, or at, not this summer, if you can. Yeah, everybody can go there this summer. Although you should. Um, I've been there once before, actually twice before. I've been to the Grand Canyon twice before. It's awesome. It's one of those places where pictures don't do it justice. You know, I feel like that can be said about a lot of these really overly scenic places. And the Grand Canyon is definitely the top of that list. I have to say, it's fucking awesome, and I can't wait to go. Uh, we got a big group going. We got me, my my dad, a bunch of my cousins, my uncle. There's like eight or nine of us going now. There was originally only three of us, and now there's like a whole fucking group, which is going to be so much fun. And we're going to be flying into Las Vegas the night of the Conor McGregor fight. So we're getting there at like, I think like 8 8 p.m. or something. So I'm hoping to go watch the fight somewhere. Obviously, not going to get into the fight. I think it's in Las Vegas. I think they're hosting in Las Vegas. So I'm super excited. Um, Dude, I hope fucking uh, Poirier kicks the shit out of Conor McGregor. I used to like Conor McGregor. I don't really like him anymore. Like the shit talking only, it only goes so far, especially when you keep losing, you know, like, I feel like at this point he knows he's not necessarily at the prime that he was when he was kicking everybody's ass. So the shit talking is now him trying to make up for the fact that he's 
less confident about his, his ability to win. Maybe that's just me. I could be wrong, but it's, it's coming across that way. If that's not what it is. And I just don't really give a fuck anymore about Conor McGregor. Like, I hope he loses. I hope this other dude kicks his ass uh, and does the, my hood's fucked up right now. Uh, does the same thing that he did last fight. Um, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. I'm, I, can't, I hope I get to freaking watch that fight in Las Vegas. I'd be lit. So excited. Um, yeah. So say that, that said, uh, this is going to be my last episode probably for a couple, maybe two weeks. I'm going to be pretty busy toward till, till the end of the month. I'm we're, we're moving. Um, and yeah, so gonna just gonna have a lot of shit to do. I'm doing doing that trip, then going to Illinois. It's my grandma's ninety freaking ninth birthday party, which is nuts. Actually, it might might be her hundredth. I should know that. Yeah, I should know that. Or no, it's nine. I think she was born in 1922, which is crazy, dude. She was born in 1922. That's insane. I don't know if anybody here like knows anybody or has relatives that are that old. But it's kind of it's awesome. It's kind of awesome, and she's like in good health still. She's still functioning. She still walks around. Still has cognitive mind, fully functioning. It's awesome. She's obviously a little slower physically than she used to be, but that's given the fact that she's fucking a century old. That's insane. God, I love my grandma. Anyway, so I'm gonna be going to her birthday party after I get back from that. Gonna be gone for probably a few more days. Then the week after that, I'm gonna be busy working getting stuff ready to move. So we'll see. This might be my last one for a couple of weeks, which is okay. You know, sometimes you got to take those breaks. All right. So I want to talk about a couple things today. First thing I want to talk about is this video. So this has been going around the internet and it should be going around the internet because this is terrifying. And this just shows you the motivation behind these movements. That's something that I think has been really the the story of this last year is the the left is has shown their true colors more so than I think ever before in the United States all right we're now seeing what they really are we're seeing the the ideology that they've been subtly preaching now being explicitly exposed to what it really is and what it really does to communities and to families and to a country it's not good. It's destructive shit. And so what we see is, let's say, groups like Black Lives Matter. This was a this 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 is a group that says they they fight for equality and they fight for freedom, quote unquote, and they fight for uh, racial uh, equity, as they say, and they fight for all these apparent good things and the, and they fight for the value of Black lives. When really, what's happening is it's a big Ponzi scheme and the organization BLM has been taking in millions, if not billions of dollars at this point since their origin. Uh, and they've been giving it to left-wing politicians, radicals. They've been uh, taking it in for themselves, like Patricia Cullors, who bought a, a few million-dollar mansions along with other leaders and advocates and, and, and co-founders of these movements. It's not good. It's a scheme. They're taking your money. They're doing what Marxists have done since the beginning of Marxism. <laughs> which is deceive people into thinking they're the good guy. So then the, the people give them their money thinking they're going to save them from all their problems. And then they manipulate the people, take all their shit and run away with it and keep it for themselves. That's what's happening. So they showed their true colors. That's pretty obvious. Not, not mention, not to mention all the violence that's ensued because of them that they've purposely provoked, mind you, 
people like to think that that's separate somehow the, the movement and the violence that's been occurring, especially over this last year. It's not separate. Go look at people like Hannah Nicole Jones who have been, or, or Ibram X Kendi or Deang- or um, Robin D'Angelo. Some of these leading thinkers and authors and, and activists in these movements. And there's, there's a whole list of these people, Maxine Waters, even our own vice president, They've been purposely incentivizing and encouraging people to go destroy shit. Why? Because they're Marxists, because that's what they believe in. They think that they have to, they think that the, 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 the best way forward to them progress is completely destroying the Western ethos, completely destroying the system that we have that affords us all the freedoms that we have, that affords us the freedom to, like Gwen Berry, so interestingly let us know about uh, that you can shit on America and still go wave their flag at the Olympics or rather turn your back to the flag at the Olympics and still be on that stage representing this country and face no repercussions. That's the kind of freedom we have here. This is what they want to destroy. Okay. This is a malicious, deceitful, destructive movement that's derived from a malicious, deceitful, destructive worldview and ideology that has a faulty view of human nature and so on. So then we look at the LGBT movement. That's another one. The gay pride movement, pride month and all this stuff. It, they, they, it, it, that They're so good at making it look like they're the ones fighting for equality. Like they're the ones fighting for the rights of the people. Like they're the ones fighting for the rights of the disenfranchised. And the and the 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 groups that have been uh, marginalized and minorities, etc. They're so good at acting like they're the empathetic, com- compassionate ones within our society, and anyone opposed to them is just not empathetic or compassionate or caring. They're so good at crafting that narrative. But then, if you look at the results of all the stuff they're doing, it's clearly not that. Again, look at Black Lives Matter. What are the results? What have they actually done for the Black community? What has that narrative done for the Black community? What is telling Black people to be perpetually scared into and, and to feel victimized to where there's really no way out of it to where really your only answer is to is to is to burn down buildings what has that done for anybody has crime rates gone down have car and car as a result have incarceration rates gone down no have poverty rates dropped no over this last, last year it's all gone way up and by the way, these are the same people that were pushing heavily for lockdowns, shut, shutting down the economy, only hurting these, these marginalized communities more. Are they really the empathetic, compassionate, caring ones? No. I think that's obvious. They're here to dismantle from their own language, dis- destroy. And like from their own language as well, be like a virus that infects the host to destroy it, to take it down, to kill it. We're the host. America is the host. They're the virus. Reasonable, intelligent, common sense, normal Americans, which I believe is most people in this country, we're the immune system. And we need to in, in, like attack the virus to stop it. Otherwise, this is never going to end. And here's an example of what they want to do. This is what this is. This is if this doesn't prove that this is a toxic, evil, destructive virus, this woke 
neo-Marxist left ideology, then I don't know what does. So there's this group, this the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir, I think is what it's called. They sang a song recently about like, let's get the vaccine. It was a song like encouraging people to get vaccinated. So cringe. So cringe. It was so bad. Um, and by the way, I don't know who the fuck hears that shit. And then it's like, wow, I'm going to get the vaccine. Wow. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, you're a fucking moron if that's you. Um, anyways, so they sang this song recently as well. And it's about, you know what? I'm just going to play it for you. I'm just going to play it for you. Um, so this is a video and I found this video. I'm trying to think who posted this here. This is on Instagram for you guys. It's not the B posted this. So it's this guy doing a little, little uh, intro here to this video. Just listen to this. This is crazy. This is one of those things that's really, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe that there's people that do this and that believe this and that fall for this. It's hard to believe that these people exist, that there's people this sick and twisted that they would want to do this. It's even more shocking that there's people that go along with this and fall for it. Uh, here we go. Ready? We're coming for your children. We will convert your children. We'll convert your children. Yes, we will. Reaching one and all. There's really no escaping it. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. Then soon, we're almost certain your kids will start converting you. The gay agenda is coming home. This sounds like some sort of creepy cult or horror movie script or something. Yeah, it does. These are actually lyrics to a song that was just put out by the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir about how they're coming for your children. You think I'm joking. I can see through your screen that you think I'm joking. I'm not joking. This is real. You're about to watch the video right now. See if you can get through it. As we celebrate pride on the progress we've made over the... Okay, let me just pause it for a second here, guys. This is... This just shows like I was saying that these, these movements from their origin were not friendly. They're not peaceful. They're not empathetic. They're not compassionate. They're not caring. They're not loving. They're disconnected from reality, which means they're disconnected from truth. And if you're disconnected from truth, you cannot be loving. There's the idea of, of, of the, to use the Greek words, agape and logos. Agape is a Greek word for love. Logos is a Greek word for truth and reason and reality and objectivity. You can't have one without the other. If you disconnect from truth, nothing that you're going to do, no consequence of your actions is going to be loving. They're lying to people. They're lying to children. They want to indoctrinate your children so that they believe in, an, in a religion. That's what this is, a religion. So that they believe in a religion that is the antithesis of truth. That will not lead to optimal human flourishing. That will not lead to happiness. That will not lead to marginalized people succeeding and overcoming the obstacles that they may have faced in the past. Do you understand? That's why this is so dangerous. Okay, let me keep playing here. 
for these past years, there's still work to be done. So to those of you out there who are still working against equal rights, we have a message for you. You think we're sinful. You fight against our rights. You say we all lead lives you can't respect. But you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes... Okay, let me... <laughs> you say we... What do you say? You say we live lives... You say we're sinful that we lead lives you don't respect, You, but you're just frightened. I don't... I don't, I don't really see the correlation between viewing something as morally wrong... And therefore viewing it as something that you don't respect and being scared of it or being scared of the people that, that, that act upon that thing that you think is wrong. There's a lot of things that I think are wrong and that are morally wrong. Not just, I think that they're wrong. It's not my opinion. They are. That doesn't mean that I'm scared of it. That doesn't mean I'm a, I'm phobic of it. I think the people that are scared of people that they disagree with are these people, are these radical leftists. They're so scared, they won't debate people. You look at all these critical race theorists like Ibram X. Kendi and Robin DiAngelo and the list goes on and uh, Hannah Nicole Jones. They refuse to debate people. They refuse to have discussion. They're terrified. Why? Because they Because the truth is not on their side. And I believe they know that. I believe they know the truth is not on their side. So their goal is to use manipulative cult-like tactics to deceive people into thinking that it is. That's a pho that's phobia. Does that make sense? I'm tired of this homophobic transphobic language. What does that mean? Just because you disagree with something doesn't mean you're scared. And also just because you disagree with someone doesn't mean that you don't think that someone else has the legal right to practice whatever it is they do. I'm a Christian. I believe in the Bible. I believe what the Bible says about sexuality. I believe what the Bible says about, about, about manhood and womanhood. I believe that homosexuality is what the Bible says it is. And that is wrong. That doesn't mean that I hate homosexuals. That doesn't mean that I don't think people have the right to be homosexuals. That doesn't mean that I'm not even friends with some people that are gay. But what that means is I can recognize that, yeah, it's wrong. And I and I, I, I would go up to debate it any day because I believe the truth is on my side. But that doesn't mean I'm scared of it. That doesn't mean I, that doesn't even mean I hate the people that are doing it. There's the cliche quote, like, love the sinner, hate the sin. That's not phobic. That's love. That's not disconnecting truth from love. In fact, the most loving thing you can do often is tell the truth, even when it's inconvenient for you, even when you'll face backlash. That's the opposite of phobic. That's what these people don't have, which tells you a whole lot about what they're about. All right, here we go. We're going to keep going with this video. Goes unchecked. Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and so This dude looks like he's satanically possessed. Just look at this dude's face. You can keep him from disco. Oh, it's so cringe, dude. Make him wear pleated pants, we don't care. 
We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. At first, I didn't get why we. We'll make them tolerant and fair. Think about that phrase and then think about what these people are communicating. Tolerant and is what they're communicating tolerant or fair? It's tolerance if you agree with them. It's tolerance not only if you see, this is what they're saying. They don't want tolerance, these people. They don't want you to just tolerate it. They don't want you to agree to disagree. That's the that's the idea of tolerance is agreeing to disagree, living your lives, living and love, letting others live. Yes, telling the truth when necessary. But at the end of the day, knowing that the results of the receiver of the truth, that's not up to you. And that's not an excuse to 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 force your you know, in a tyrannical way, your ideology, your worldview on somebody else. I don't think that's the right way to do it. That's tolerance. That's that's the that's what American liberalism is all about. Is about agreeing to disagree sometimes and being willing to debate ideas and make yourself uncomfortable and off, even risk being offensive, right? They don't want tolerance. They don't even want acceptance. They want full agreeance and compliance. Even the word convert will convert your children. That's religious language. That's extremely religious language. That's 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 revolutionary religious language. That's not tolerance. I don't see people on the right largely and especially like people like myself. Yeah, I have my convictions, I have my beliefs, I have my podcast where I talk about what I believe and I will continue to do that. Right. But I'm not doing this trying to convert anybody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I hope what I'd say, you know, turn some light bulbs on in people's minds. I hope what I say is helpful, helps people understand some things. I hope what I say helps me learn more. That's one of the main reasons I'm doing this podcast, because it's forcing me to learn stuff. But that's that's not converting people. That's not forcing people into an ideological framework. That's putting the truth on the table and letting people sift it out for themselves. If you come to the same conclusions as me, awesome. If you don't, awesome. We'll continue to talk and figure it out. That's not what these people are doing. They're cult leaders. These leftists. They use the same strategies as cults. They prey on emotionally vulnerable people. Like kids. The most emotionally and the most vulnerable emotionally, physically, you name it. Identity-wise, they're trying to figure out what the world even is. Their brains aren't fully developed. They're, they're extremely vulnerable. And they're easy to manipulate. And they're easy to lie to. And they're easy to lie to about the perception of reality because they haven't seen enough, they haven't experienced enough, they haven't developed enough to really understand what's happening. So them saying, we're going to convert your children is basically them saying, hey, Adults, this ain't working on you, is it? This woke bullshit. Most of you guys know this is bullshit. And in fact, we might even know it's bullshit. But listen, we want to control people and convert people to this radical religion so that we can maintain power. 
again, it's that it's that Hegelian dialect, that power dynamic that the neo-Marxists and the postmodernists believe in. Everything is about power. Everything is about power and within groups. And you're just a you're just a mouthpiece for your group. So it's about getting our group with the at the top of the food chain. And we know the the adults these days, most of them know better. But the kids will go after your kids because they don't know better. This is why public education is so freaking dangerous, man. Because like I I I I think I think this is true. I think at some level, you can't not preach your ideology. Everyone has one, even the the idea of uh, which this is, I've talked about this before. This is one thing where I kind of disagree with Jordan Peterson a little bit, where he says, reject all ideology. I agree with, I get what he's saying, but I think the mistake there is even the idea that you have to reject all ideology is an ideology of, in and of itself. And there is an ideology. This is, this is again, I'm a Christian, so I believe in the, uh, the biblical interpretation of the world, which is an ideological framework. It's an objective interpretation of the world. Um, which postmodernism would completely reject. And in their rejection, obviously, they're adopting their own objective interpretation of the world, that there isn't one. It's like saying there's no such thing as absolute truth when the phrase there's no such thing as absolute truth is, in its, in its essence, an absolute truth statement, therefore contradicting the statement itself. So you can't not preach your values. You can't not hold to some sort of framework or ideological framework at some in some way, shape, or form. Everyone has a worldview. Everyone has something they worship as a result. The question is what? Okay. This is why this is why public education is so dangerous. Because if the wrong people get in there, like these people, like we're seeing with public education, like how many woke activists, I'll show you another video after this about a teacher that's making people do a what they call a privilege walk. Is they're indoctrinating their kids with an ideological framework that is in the antithesis of reality and truth. And I can argue that not even with without even opening the Bible. Which again, in this podcast, that's why I got this, man. I'm going to be going through a lot of this stuff. I'm going to start opening up cynical theories for you guys again, walking through this because he walks, James Lindsay in that book walks through this stuff. That's what this is about. It's not about truth. It's not about helping people. It's not about making people more tolerant or fair. Fair? You want to talk about fair? How is this fair? How is this fair to parents? You want this, the, the 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 totalitarian leftist regime to raise the, to raise other people's kids. Think about how delirious and delusional and evil and cynical that is. There's no good intent behind that. There's nothing empathetic about that. There's nothing loving about that. Like leave people alone. That's what these leftists don't understand. They don't want to leave people alone. They have to shove this down your throat and it's becoming more and more and more totalitarian and tyrannical how they're doing it. And again, like I said in the beginning of this episode, they're showing their true colors. I believe these movements when they started, like the, the gay rights movement, the the movements like BLM that have happened in the past, they're not good. They're communist-infused, neo-Marxist, Hobbesian battlegrounds of chaos and ruin. And they're showing their true colors now. Now they've been identified. I think it was Doug Wilson that said, kind of talking about what's happening with our culture today with all this woke shit is the one positive thing is the fact that the enemy's now been identified. They're now they're now claiming what they are. They're now bo- they're now open about what they are. 
in the past you could call you know the 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 left you'd be like wow you guys kind of have socialist neo-marxist tendencies uh maybe that's not good because that destroyed damn near half the world in the last century and those ideas have never worked and they don't align with human nature and as a result they don't align with objective reality and so on um in fact they deny the very essence of those things uh and it results in at the end of the day murder and genocide because turns out this will convert your children thing is if that doesn't work then they're going to try to force it on people and they're already doing that like a black lives matter you know whatever you can go down the list you can talk about all this shit right didn't work didn't work won't work won't ever work so what they're going to do is they are going to have to violently force it on people if they want this to be actuality if they want to be if they want this to be the structure of our society that's the end goal people that's the end this ends in violence this ends in violence how do I know that this ends in violence? Because every other time this these ideas have been Im- implemented at a structural level, it's ended in extreme violence and death, chaos. So why would this be any different? Human nature hasn't changed. That's evident. That's self-evident. And it's scary. All right, we're going on here. Be so scared of us turning your children into accepting, caring people, but... I see now why you'd have a problem with that. Just like you worried, they'll change their group of friends. You won't approve of where they go at night to protest. Oh, and you'll be disgusted when they start finding things online that you kept far from their sight. Like information. Guess what? You'll You'll still be all right. Convert your children, yes we will. Preaching one and all, there's really no escaping it. Cause even grandma likes RuPaul. And the world's getting kinder. Gen Z's gayer than grinder. Learn to love, learn to vogue, face your fate. We'll convert your children. Someone's gotta teach them not to hate. We're coming for... Okay. This is something interesting I just thought of. So you know how they say you're born gay, right? You're born gay, that it's a biological thing. You know how they always used to preach this? Where did that go? They seem to not be preaching that much anymore. Now it's like you can change, you can, now you're a shapeshifter. Now you're completely socially constructed, which the idea that you're born gay is, is kind of counter intuitive to the whole postmodern ethos where there's there's no such thing as an objective interpretation of the of the world of reality of yourself it's all subjective you can you're yeah you're a shapeshifter everything is shapeshifted everything is a product of the environment so they're changing their my point is they've changed they've changed their whole ethos from a few years ago where they used to criticize conservatives for being and christians and even muslims for being against homosexuality as a practice because oh you guys are hating on people's biological makeup they, they treated it like race right like you're hating people like that's something they can't help now they're saying they're going to convert people to it they're going to convert children to it children who should have no business 
thinking about their sexuality in this way or sexualizing others in this way, especially other kids or especially adults. Like, and by the way, these are grown men saying this about kids. Is that not a little weird? Is that not sexually perverse and kind of pedophilic? These people are corrupt, man. They change what they say when it suits their narrative. That's my point here. First it was, oh, you're born gay. Now it's, oh, we're going to convert you to gay. Okay, how can you convert people to it if it's something that you're you're born with objectively or not? Again, does, is, does that mean that it's not? That you're not born gay? What, what are these people trying to say? All right, we're going to continue on with this horrific video. Does this not does this not shockingly remind you of Hitler's youth? This is what Hitler did. He went after kids. This is what Gables did. The propagandist went for kids. This is what the Russians, the Soviets did. They went for kids. This is what the, the Chinese communists under Mao did. They went for kids. Why? Because they understand something. That's actually true. They understand that kids are impressionable and you can easily manipulate them. And they're going to grow up thinking what you manipulated them with under. And it's going to be hard to break that manipulation when they're older. And then they're going to go on and lead the next generation. And they're going to be the ones in, they're going to be the lawmakers. They're going to be the decision makers in society. They're going to be the teachers. They're going to be the corporate business owners. Then what? Do you understand how dangerous this is? They're playing the long game and they're winning the long game. They're all in, this is infused in public education. You bet your fucking assified kids, they would not be going to one of these schools. They would not be going to a public school. Hell no. Not right now. This is terrifying. And any parent out there, get your kids out of these schools. Don't go to universities either. Don't go to these universities. If you're going for, for a liberal arts degree, do not go. Don't give your time to this shit. Don't give your money to this shit. They can't indoctrinate you if you don't show up. They can't indoctrinate you unless you walk in that door, give them your money, and sit there and say nothing about it out of fear, which is a lot of what's happening, especially in universities. I know. I've seen it personally. That's why I left the university. It's why I dropped out. I was sick of it. I couldn't morally sit there anymore and give my time and money to these people who are lying to my face purposely often. And the ones that aren't doing it purposely, well, they're just dumb enough to understand it. So why should they be teaching us anyways? Or they're, they're too dumb to understand it. Sorry. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. We're going to keep going with this video. It's almost over, guys. I know this is painful to watch, but. Children, then we'll turn to you, giving up the fear inside is freeing like you never knew. Go and see San Francisco, go and turn up that disco. You'll forget you were ever upset. We'll convert your children and make an ally of you. My, do you remember back in the yeah. day when people used to say, Why do conservatives, why do Christians care so much about what grown adults do in their bedroom? Love is love, stay out of my bedroom. Remember those days? Now it's we're coming for your children, yeah. That'll sum it up, huh? That guy really, that was a great point. That guy, that's kind of what I was going to say actually at the end. Uh, yeah, that's it, it just those, dude. Like, this has never been about tolerance and acceptance of these people. This is a perverse ideology that wants to infuse its way into every aspect of your life, of your kids' lives, of the next generation's lives for the sake of destroying, dismantling, and disrupting the system so they can implement their new Marxist alleged, according to them, utopia where everyone's equal. Whereas Governor Cuomo's daughter said, who's now demisexual, whatever the fuck that means, uh, that she wants she wants to live in a world where you're not forced to be cisgender, heterosexual, and where everyone's sexuality is assumed fluid. You want to live in that world? Guess what? That world doesn't exist, and it ain't ever going to exist. That's that is what I mean by detached from reality. There's nothing realistic about that. There's nothing There's nothing in that that says objectivity or truth. And guess what? When you detach yourselves from that, from truth, from the idea of truth itself, when you, when you, when you adopt these, these neo-postmodern uh, worldviews that deny the exi- that, that think truth and science and reason is a tool used to oppress, you're going to end up with crazy people like this. You're going to end up with a, with a generation that's in a severe state of psychosis and that has severe identity issues that does lead to things like more depression and more suicide and more anxiety and more poverty and more crime and more fatherlessness and more broken homes, more broken communities. That's That's what they're asking for. Verbatim. End of story. And that's what we're going to get if we don't stop them. Okay. Speaking of education, I just want to point this out really quick. I saw this video and it was on Twitter. Jordan Peterson actually, actually tweeted this the other day. And I want to show you guys this. this. This is a short clip because this is absolutely true. And this is the por- this is the purpose of education. This is what these people aren't doing. Instead of what I'm about to show you, they want to convert your children. They want to, relig- they want to convert them to this religious cult. This is, 
That, obviously, that's wrong. We just went over that, right? This is what education should be doing for people, and it's not anymore. Jordan Peterson says, if you can think and speak and write, you're absolutely deadly. Writing is thinking formalized. You gain the ability to think by first learning to write very, very carefully. Then, when you can write effectively, you can do anything you want, and no one will stop you. That's absolutely true. That's what they're not teaching people how to do. They're not teaching people how to... How to they're teaching people how to read words. They're not teaching people how to think about what the words say and mean. They're not... It's like what Francis Schaeffer said. He said, the problem with the modern age, and I'm kind of paraphrasing this quote, the problem with the modern age isn't that it's that people only know how to think in parts and not in holes. If you teach people only, only to think in parts, it's easy to manipulate them, control them, and push them around. If people know how to think in holes, if people know how to, how to reason through complex issues and concepts and figure out what they believe and why, and, and, and you get that way by learning how to read, learning how to debate, learning how to think, etc., then they're going to be hard to push around. They're going to be hard to control. They're going to be hard to manipulate. They're going to be hard to convert to absolute nonsense religions like we see on the left. Let me show you this little clip here on, on, on Twitter as well. If this will work. The best way to teach people critical thinking is to teach them to write. Because there's no difference between that and thinking. And one of the things that just blows me away about universities is that no one ever tells students why they should write something. Well, why are you writing? Well, you need the grade. It's like, no, you need to learn to think because thinking makes you act effectively in the world. Thinking makes you win the battles you undertake. And those could be battles for good things. If you can think and speak and write, you are absolutely deadly. Nothing can get in your way. So that's why you learn to write. And if you can formulate your arguments coherently and make a presentation, if you can speak to people, if you can lay out a proposal, God, people give you money, they give you opportunities. You have influence. That's what you're at university for. Teach people to be articulate because that's the most dangerous thing you can possibly be. Yep. So, and that's motivating if people know that. It's like, here's your sword. Here's your M16, right? Here's your bulletproof vest. Learn how to use them. The best way to teach people critical thinking. Absolutely. And this is why we need more people like Jordan Peterson. This is why I'm going to start going through books on this podcast. More and more. Start reading excerpts. I want people to learn how to think. I want to teach myself how to think holistically. Because if you can think holistically, and you can, and you then can, can, if you can think holistically, which you learn how to do by reading, and then writing out your ideas, then you can communicate those ideas to others and teach others to do the same. Maybe then you would, you're the one that can write the book for the next generation to read, to learn how to do the same. They're not doing that in education anymore. Go take classes at a public college. It's bullshit, dude. I've done it. I've sat there. It's horrible. They're not encouraging people to think outside the box. They're encouraging safe spaces. They're they're encouraging uh, a weak behavior. That's not going to lead anyone anywhere good. Why do you think they'd want to encourage weak behavior? Because weak behavior makes weak people and weak people are easy to control. Especially weak men. Why do you think they go after men so much? Toxic masculinity and all this crap. I'm not going to get it, go down that rabbit trail right now. But that's what it's about. And they're, they're, they're shown so clearly, especially with like that last video we watched. They want to convert you. They want to convert your children. They want to con- convince your children of the idea that the West is some evil tyrannical patriarchy and it needs to be stopped. 
They want to, they want to convince your kids that, that everything good that they experience and all the freedoms they experience is just selfishness, especially if you're a white person and you should feel perpetually guilty and there's nothing you can do to stop it because as a white person, you're always racist. And as a male, you're always sexist, no matter what. There's no road to redemption in that religion. Why would you want to believe that? Especially if it's not even true. Be careful, people. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for the, the language they use. Don't fall for the, the allegedly compassionate language they use. It's not. Okay, I want to show you this one video, and then we'll wrap this up for today. So this is a video of... Uh, it's a, it's, I don't know what school this is, but it's this, this teacher making people do a privilege walk. And number one, there's a few concerning things about this. The first thing, concerning thing is the fact that the school is allowing this to happen. The second concerning thing is the fact that the kids are just going along with it and doing this. Like what has happened to people? Why are they just complying with this? Here, I'll, I'll play this video. At his class line up up and participate in a privilege walk. He asks them a series of questions about their privilege status and has them step forward or back depending on the answer. If you or your family ever inherited money or property, take a step forward. Of course. If you come from a supportive family environment, take a step forward. If you were ever uncomfortable about a joke or statement you overheard related to your race, ethnicity, gender, appearance, or sexual orientation, but felt unsafe to confront the situation, take a step backwards. If you were ever uncomfortable about a joke, teacher had his class line up and participate in a so, yeah. privilege um, He asked them That's just concerning on some of this is what my point to, to show you that is simply just to, to point out the fact that this is what education is now. This is what they're doing to people. And I've seen story after story after story after story of things like this happening in public education to kids. Not just college students, not just grown adults that are taking classes to kids to minors it's not the state's job to, to do this to people. It's not the state's job to teach you values. That's your parents' job. It's your family's job. They want to be the overarching. That's your church's job. They want to be the church. They don't want church and state, step, church and state separated. They want to be the, the, quote, church. They want to be the, 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 the dominant religion. And that religion is the state. That religion is the, their Bible is the communist manifesto. Critical theory, conflict theory. Their prophets are people like Antonio Gramsci and Saul Alinsky and Max Horkheimer. It's unbelievable, man. And Derrida and Foucault. These are horrible people. And this is who they're, this is, these are the ideas they're teaching children. They're going to destroy the next generation. I like, part of me is like, I'm, I'd say I'm more optimistic than I'm not. Otherwise, I wouldn't be taking the time to do a podcast like this. But man, it's hard to be optimistic sometimes. Because there's only so much you can do to stop this stuff. I saw someone tweet, and I, I think I put it on Twitter too. I think I retweeted it. Uh, where it's just a war between two sides trying to indoctrinate your kids 
And the solution then is to the, the real solution is to get the government out of education entirely. And I agree with that. This is why I'm not for public education at all. It should have never been a thing in the first place. This would have never been happening if, if, if it was never a thing. We would have been so much, I guarantee you, I'd bet all my money on it. This country would be so much farther along if it wasn't for public education. Public education has destroyed this country. It's destroying the West. And it'll continue to do so unless we put an end to it. Then that starts with people withdrawing from it entirely. Leave. It's like what the it's like what it's like what we just celebrated on Fourth of July, right? People were being persecuted by tyrannical monarchy in England. They left. They were like, you know what? To hell with this. There's a new place. We're going. We're not going to give this 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 tyrannical regime our time, our effort, our money, our votes. We're leaving. Bye. They left. That's step number one: is leave, withdraw. And it sounds, I'm not, that doesn't mean retreat. That doesn't mean retreat from the truth. That doesn't mean retreat from your ideas. That doesn't mean from retreat for fighting for, from fighting for freedom and for fighting for the next generation. No, that's how you, that's the first step in fighting is to show people that this isn't worth your time. This isn't worth your money. Leave. We'll be, we'll be the example of that. Hopefully more people will follow. That's the first step. Then what happened? 1776. That's what happened. The British followed them over here, attacked them, tried to take them over as their British, you know, everyone knows the history there. The next step after that was, okay, we tried to leave. We tried to leave peacefully. We tried to set an example. We tried to take people with us. We're like, to hell with this tyranny. We're leaving. The tyrants, of course, followed them because, of course, tyrants never leave anybody alone. They can come to your door. You, know, you go to the next door, they're going to show up at that door eventually too. The only way then is to stop the tyrants and sometimes forcefully. That's what happened. And I'm afraid that's what's going to happen. Whether or not it's going to have the same outcome, I'm afraid something along those lines is going to happen and the left is continually pushing for that to happen, which is terrifying. So this is kind of a better episode. <laughs> I apologize, but uh, thanks guys for listening. Like subscribe, share. We'll be, po- I'll be posting episodes every week. Um, hopefully doing some of Peyton still every now and then dual episodes. I wanted to do more of these solo episodes so I can really focus on and walk through these ideas. Kind of what I originally wanted to do with this podcast, but thank you guys for listening. Go check out Peyton's page. Uh, the Gatson brigade, go check out me on Instagram right there. The gulag pod, the G U L A G pod P O D. Go check it out. Go give it a follow. I post updates when I'm posting episodes, etc. All that good shit. I'm also on TikTok under the name, under the same name. Go check that out. I'll be posting clips there as well. Like, subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on uh, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. You guys know the drill. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time.